Down Your Unders. Down Your Unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode 93 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. My name is Adam Camilleri, and I am joined by brand new Art of War coach, perpetual ITC contender, no, always be charging, knows no other way. Mr. Anthony Vanella, how you doing, brother? I am doing great. What a lovely introduction. Always be charging. That's me, Mr. Violence himself. <laughs> That's it. Um, we have a pretty exciting announcement because Mr. Anthony Vanella is going to be joining me for the next month of content because his first army was Renegade Knights. And we yes, all know sir. what book came out. Now, I had a crazy idea that I wanted the same person to be on for all the night reviews. So we get a true proper comparison between uh, just straddling both spheres of the night books. And if I get the same person on, it's going to give me the best scope. And I wanted somebody who was enthusiastic about this stuff as well. Because I was looking around, no one really has stood out as a dedicated night player for quite a long time. There was some um, at the start of, uh, in 8th edition, there was quite a few. But then ninth edition, they've, dro- they've had such a big drop-off. I, I really struggled to find somebody. And someone just mentioned to me that your first army, Anthony, was Renegade Knights. Tell us a little bit about that. So yeah, when I was first starting the game, um, I really wanted to get in. Because I started 40k as a competitive outlet, right? This was to be my replacement for literal fighting and wow um so i was like what's the fastest way that i can get into a tournament because i had a couple drinks one night and just randomly signed up for two tournaments that were like two months out so i was like all right we gotta we gotta accelerate this process a little bit because at the time i was building chaos um so at the time i was building chaos so that led me to chaos knights and uh that was the quickest way to get off the ground and i went to two events with them i love them dearly they'll always hold a special place in my heart as my first army and yeah, I'm really excited for both these books. Fantastic. And is it, is it funny that when you say literal fighting, he doesn't mean like bar fights and because he's a, he's a raggedy dude. It means like you were actually a professional fighter, yeah? Yes, I fought in the ring. I never fought like professionally. I was never paid for it, but I had 12 amateur fights. Fantastic. And that's that's kind of the stage where you either go pro or you, you back out, right? Because otherwise you yeah, take exactly. too much damage to have a, a longstanding pro career anyway. Um so it's, it's a funny that you said wow in fighting. I'm like, one of those is more unhealthy than the other one. It's not the one you'd think. But anyway, yeah. moving on. So those of you who do not know, Art of War Down Under is a two-part podcast. First part, first part of this comes out for you guys on Tuesday mornings, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Part twos are available over on theartofwar40k.com over, or over on Patreon. And just search The Art of War Down Under, and you can find the second part, which for this one, we'll just be answering a bunch of questions about nights. Just a bunch of subscribers and patrons are sent in a bunch of questions. Also, I put out a vote when I saw what the pre-orders were going to be for this week. We're going to have no, both night books, and we're going to have that um, next uh, campaign book supplement. And I said, what do you guys want us to review first? And Knights won by two votes over the Renegade Knights, the Imperial Knights did. So this week is going to be the first half of the Imperial Knight Codex review because uh, I thought and I was hoping against hope that we'd be able to do this in one hit. But I've looked, me and Anthony both had a chat, and we're like, we just ain't got that kind of time, guys, because there's a freaking army of renown. There's a hell of a lot of 
um, extra stuff, extra layers and complexity inside this book and, and the same with the Renegade book. So expect a month of night content from um, our good selves over Art of Wars and Under. But Anthony, anything you would like to plug before we kick on? Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm on a podcast every week. Uh, it's called 40K Fight Club. It's over on the Best in Tabletop Network. Uh, I do it with myself, Ennis Wilson, and Nathan, who we now affectionately refer to as Stats Dad. Uh, he gathers all the stats for us, and we kind of go through the weekend's results, uh, shout out anyone that did well, and kind of take a look at the wider meta through the uh, through the lens of like a little bit different than a lot of the other uh, meta analyses that happen. Um, so yeah, definitely check us out over there. We record live on Tuesdays. You can watch us live and also catch the show afterwards. Um, I'm an art of war coach. So if you are looking for coaching on the, either of these new books or honestly, most books at this point, I'm comfortable with, um, if you'd like, you know, either just a list or personal coaching one-on-one, um, hit us up and I can absolutely fulfill that service for you. It's one of my favorite things that I do now, even more so than like doing well at events. I love the one-on-one coaching. Um, it's super fun for me to help others come up the way that I did. And doubling down on that, if you're somebody who wants to try and excel at the more aggressive styles of play, or even enhance your ability to play against people who play aggressively, Anthony is the best guy to get in contact with. It is his style of play, so either learning it or learning to play against it, Anthony is your one-stop shop. Um, Jumping into this review, for those following along at home, either currently or in post, um, we're going to be starting at, at page 64, for those wondering. This is the detachment abilities. But before we do that, sorry, I jumped ahead. First impressions, mate. Give us your first impressions of this book. First time you cracked it. And I understand you've had a game or two with this book as well. Yes. So I've played a couple of games with this book now. Uh, thankfully, you know, being able to see things and get a look at it and being like, okay, let's take a, you know, a shell of what we know to work in general, right? You need some shooting in an army. You need the ability to hold objectives and so on and so forth. And kind of just quickly building a list. Um, my first impressions are that if you build it out for durability with some elements to remove major pieces of the opponent, you can do really well with this book. It has good secondaries, not to jump the horse, you know, jump the cart too much, <laughs> but uh, it has good, strong fundamentals in it. It's not always the most exciting compared to like the madness that chaos can be sometimes, but this book is strong at like a fundamental level and it's much more defensively sturdy than a lot of other books. Um, you can see a return to almost a small robotic thick city with this list, with this book. That's exciting. It's exciting to see. I think, well, I love what you said about it being kind of uh, robust in its fundamentals. It's it's straight up and down, and what it does straight up and down, it can do very well. I also love what you said about chaos, that it does feel chaotic. It feels like there might have a higher ceiling, but it's harder to get there, and it's, it's more explosive and kind of crazy when it actually occurs i think that's the kind of comparison we've got at the moment but we're going to unpack this more as we go like i said page 64 is where you want to start if you are following along at home this is the detachment abilities my man there's a couple here but because for the sake of time i'm going to get you to tldr these down for us because there's a couple we can break down into just a sentence or two yeah so the biggest thing that you're looking at here is that there are night lances which change how the super heavy both auxiliary and super heavy detachments work um essentially it works as follows So if you have one or two Questorus models or three or five Armagers, you get plus three command points, essentially changing a super heavy from minus six to minus three. If you take three or more Questorus or six or more Armagers and a single Titanic, you negate the cost of the super heavy. This is really important in list building because you can't just take like a Castellan and a bunch of Armagers. Otherwise, your attachment will cost too much because it has to be a Questorus class model which is not, obviously, the Castellan or the uh, Valiant. Yeah, so there's only really one combination of which this hurts, right? Because that combination was 
Um, what you, you used to get full refund if you took two Questorus and then all Armagers. You used to get right. full refund for that. But now you won't. Now you'll only get a partial refund. You need to go all the way down the rabbit hole. Like think of the, the triple Majera. I think it was triple Majera, triple Armager or quad Armager. That the, still works. That, yeah. That's the one that I feel like they're incentivizing the most with this, which I feel yeah, like exactly. still, if you're mono knife, that's probably where you're going to end up anyway. It's just whether or not you have a Dominus or a Questorus as one of those. Yeah, exactly. As long as you end up with either three Questorus or two Questorus and like six or so Armagers, which is kind of where you end up with Knights anyway, because you can't yeah. really take um, a lot of the Agents of Imperium stuff with Knights because you're not taking a Battalion or a Patrol or a yeah. whatever the giant one is. So you can't really take supplemental units unless you take other detachments so if you're playing mono knights which i think is much better than soup in general um you end up on kind of these builds anyway the war the this just kind of codifies it and gives you an additional benefit for i was that. about to say but with the the one exception in addition sorry that i just realized is one dominus two questorus three armagers that will only get a partial refund rather than a full as well yep um because dominus is not questorus it's, it's, it's a whole different thing so that is interesting that is so you actually may be paying a tax to take your your bigger big boy um should it all be coming out what's the what's the other two um dot points here so i mean uh, wandering wandering hero unyielding knight rather oh yes so wandering hero basically says that if you take just a free blade and a super heavy augs he picks up the agent of the imperium keyword which is huge um you can now take a free blade knight of any of the variants be that dominus or otherwise um and have it count as agents of the imperium so you don't break mono so you can take a knight plus imperial thing um and still hold on to all your mono faction benefits which is a big deal um i don't always love it but you can do cute things with taking like a larger knight to provide anti-tank to an army that would traditionally lack it or taking a gallant in a guard army just to give you some punch back, some, you know, get some respect yeah. from your opponent. Um, there's one other thing of note here is that Imperial Knights and Super Heavy Auxiliary Detachments still get detachment abilities, even though they usually would not. And that is a big deal for saying that you can take one of these knights, get, and, and not only will you not break your mono faction bonus for the rest of your army, but you will regain most of the benefits for still being knights. And then the last one is uh, Unyielding Knights, which just simply says that models with this thing count as five unless they're Titanic, and then they count as 10. Um, all Armagers in Imperial Knights Detachments have OBSEC. So all Armagers are essentially OBSEC and count as five models, which is huge. Yeah, uh, amazing. Uh, next up, we have the Questorus, uh, sorry, Questor Allegiance Oaths. Um, and this is pretty much what we remember. This was their original kind of, they, they give them kind of this extra faction bonus where if you were on the Imperial side of things or on the Mechanicum side of things, you'll get a different buff. Um, the Mechanicus side is uh, plus one wound um, or plus two if you are Titanic. So Titanic models will get the plus two and all armies will get plus one. And then the start of each of command phases, this is the same as it was before. You regain one lost wound. The Imperial side is plus one advance and charge meant for a model with this oath. Each time an advance and charge roll is made for a model with this oath, you can ignore any roll modifiers to that roll, so no minuses. Um, and each time this uh, model makes a pile-in move or consolidate, you can move an additional inch. What do you think of these do? Are these any good? The Imperial one here, like if we just ignore everything else for a second, yes. the Imperial's made out like bandits here. The Absolutely. Imperial one is so good if you're trying to play what, like they're, the, you'll see as we progress through the book that the different sides of like Imperial versus Mechanicum seem to be pushed towards different builds. They do a really good job of that in this book and it starts as early as here. Um, so the Mechanicus side is definitely a little tankier. They have additional wounds, um, and they pick them back up. 
but the Imperialis side has this great ability to move into places that you may not want them to be, which is huge. And you can't really stop them, which is gigantic, because getting tangle-footed as a knight is supremely <laughs> frustrating. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so being able to just be like, I'm going there and you can't do much about it, also I'm faster than you expect me to be, is a really big deal on these obsec models. Yeah, in addition, though, on the Questora side of things, if you wanted to play a more of a, uh, a static kind of a build, um, extra wounds going from 12 to 13 on a Helverin or 20, is it 24 to 26 on a Questorus? Is actually yeah, a super weird breakpoint. I was about to say, exact, amazingly good breakpoints in the D6 flat 6, D3 plus 3 damage metas. As soon as you cross any of the 4 multipliers or the 6 multipliers, or even the 8 multipliers, you get just another essentially you almost can survive another turn when you know on a percentage wise you shouldn't be um and then the, the pl regaining one back you'll see is there's a couple of different ways where you can you can maximize that i think house tyrannus being a, a good one when we go down to it just having oh, more at the start yeah just having more at the start means that if you have like a six up feel no pain from tyrannus it just is a double down effect you can effectively have one or two more over the course of the game um but yeah i like both of these i think they're really good yeah, they did a good job of making both sides good without pushing one at this level. This, this, in my opinion, changes a little bit as we go through it, but at this level, these are very balanced against each other, but while also being powerful. Exactly right. Next up, we have the Noble Households. Not much to see here except telling us how our households will work, so let's jump down, and I will tell you about House Terran, and then we will break it down. Um, Quest of Allegiance, a vow of honor. Um, each time an advanced roll or a charge roll is made for a model with this tradition, roll one additional d6 and discard one of the dice results. Um, so that's always nice, you know. Yeah, can't hurt. Bit of a bit of drop for a charge, and well, it's three d six drop with a plus one from being Quester Imperialis. Yes, exactly so right. These boys are moving. <laughs> Bunking it. Um, Glory and Honor is their strat. It is 1 CP. You just strat in the fight phase when a house Terran model from your army is selected to fight. To the end of that phase, add one to the model's attack characteristic, and each time the model makes a really attack, melee attack, reroll hit roll of a 1. Um, for 1 CP, plus 1 attack, which can end up being 3 more attacks and then rerolling 1s, that's a damn good CP. Um, it's their a wall huge buff. <laughs> Their Warlord trait is advance and charge for the Warlord, you know, okay, this is pretty it's good. We roll advance and charge rolls for this oh, one. Apologies. Um, <laughs> which you, and you're already advance and charge with additional, so you'll have 3d6 re-rollable plus one. Yeah, drop, drop a guy's looking at it. Yeah, holy crap. Um, and then the Relic is Thunder of Voltaurus. Uh, this was a Relic Battle Cannon in the past. It is a Relic Battle Cannon now. Um, a range 72, heavy d6 plus six, strength nine, minus two, flat three, is that right? Yep, that is a super exciting relic if you don't pay too much attention to the AP characteristic. Yeah, I was about to say, if it was AP 3 or if it was AP 2 ignoring cover, I'd be extremely excited. As it is right now, still pretty good, but I'm not losing my mind over it. But holy crap, is that an aggressive house. Yeah, they're coming for you. They're moving real fast and getting in places you don't want them to be. <laughs> how, how do you feel about that package? Does that hold up? Is that where you want to be? It's a good package. There, are, I think, are some that do it a little bit better because Imperialis is already so fast. These guys kind of leaning into it a little bit more gets you speed over speed, but they don't really, outside the strat, which again can only be on one model, uh, only give you so much ability to remove enemy assets. Um, I feel like Imperialis does a very good job of being where it wants to be already, but I do like their relic a whole bunch um, because, as we'll talk about later, some of the data sheets you end up taking half battle cannons kind of mandatorily and being able to make that battle cannon a good battle cannon is pretty valuable. Well, a D6 plus six with, with blast in addition, does that mean if you are over six models, the target unit, your min nine shots? Is that how that works? No, so yeah. No, it's not, is it? 
No, because of how blast is worded, the plus kind of like air quote screws you. Yeah. Um, because it just counts as having X amount of shots, so which is kind of trolling, but it's fine. <laughs> but still, min seven, your you your min average yeah. on your dice roll. So I mean, you know. Yeah, no one wants to get shot by that. Like that's still a lot of damage. You will fail saves eventually. The thing hurts. All right, break us down, House Griffin. Griffith. All right, House Griffith. Griffith. This is actually you, my. Have you ever watched Berserk? Yes, I read tons of Berserk. Uh, I love Griffith. Is my favorite character in Berserk. And well, uh, F, I love well, this F, house. well, F you and F this house. No, it's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's valid. That's valid. Sick he's bastard. definitely a big jerk. Yeah, he's a bad man. Uh, all right. So House Griffith. So these guys, their household tradition is called Glory of the Charge. They every time they charge, were charged, or make a heroic. So basically, shock assault. They get an additional attack. So this is just all the time. Wow. Every time they yep. do it, they get an extra attack. Um, their strat is called Dragon Slayer which is when they are selected to shoot or fight until the end of the phase when they attack a vehicle or monster, plus one to wound. This being in both phases is wild. Wow. Um, Very good. Their warlord trait is advance and charge. Okay, uh, yep. Which is real good when you get an extra attack when you advance and charge. Um, Their relic is Mark of the Lance which is when the unit finishes a charge move, if it was finishes, you know, pick an enemy in engagement range with it, roll a d6. On a 2 through 3, they get d3 mortal wounds. On a 4 or a 5, they get flat 3. On a 6, they get d3 plus 3. So this was the greatest thing ever until the relic, but still, the relic's, oh, the, the relic's not trash, but you're probably not taking it. Everything else here is just like, House Terran does one thing really well. This one does yep. three, four things really well. Yeah, every part of House Griffith, again, except for the Relic, is really, really, really good. And there's enough really, really good generic Relics that you're totally fine having the weak part of your house be the Relic. It's totally fine. Yeah, this is amazing. Um, Because you're advancing and charging with a plus one on on both, so you're plus twoing to that interaction. Um, And when it... uh, Plus one attack, so you already get the Terran Strat built in. And then you you get... plus one to wound against any big thing ever. Like, it's good, man. It's good. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. This, they're wild. If I was going to play Imperialis, I have a list built for Imperialis. Um, and it involves this house. This house is so good. I can understand. All right, jumping down to Cadmus. Cadmus, I thought, was a sleeper in the previous book because they had the intercept strat and they had a, an ignore cover relic. Um, yeah, they're no, weirdly actually- good now. Like they're good at weird in ways that you would not expect knights to be good. Okay, I'll let so you break it down. They're hunters of the foes, a household tradition. Each time model with this uh, tradition makes a melee attack, unless the target of the attack is contains any vehicles or monsters. Real wound rolls of one, so the kind of the opposite of what the uh, what the previous strat was. If the target of that attack contains six or more models when it's selected to fight, you can re-roll all wound rolls. So if you go if you're wading into Hordes, which we're not kind of seeing at the moment, but we are seeing some larger size, you know, medium units like Warriors and stuff, which would trigger this. Um, you get full rerolls to wound. Um, Bio Scryer Cognitor Array, 1 slash 2 CP. <laughs> um, this is Intercept again. Use this at the end of the reinforcement step of your opponent's movement phase. Select one House Cadmus model from your um, army that is not within engagement range of any enemy units. It can shoot as if you were shooting phase, but models can only target a single eligible enemy unit that was set up in reinforcement this turn, and it was in 12 of them when doing so. If it's an Armager, it costs one, otherwise it costs two. Fantastic. Um, Waller trait, veteran of Griffoni 4. 
Each time a melee attack is allocated to this warlord, subtract one from the damage characteristic to a minimum of one. It's not culminative with any other reducing damage effects. Very, very sexy. Um, and then the relic is the Hunter's Eye, Has Cadmus, uh, Has Cadmus Questorus class, and Armager class models. Each time it makes a ranged attack, it does not receive the benefits of cover. Yes, they are still the spicy kind of tech side piece that I yeah. thought they would be, and they are still pretty cool. Actually, did. What even changed there? Apart from their household trait got ramped up, they still got they still got intercept. They still got the minus one damage in, in melee, and they still got um, ignores cover. Yeah, I think it's just the the household trait. But the household trait makes you like Cadmus can be a really like weirdly spicy teams list because if someone takes like a rack horde against you, you're like, yeah, okay, and you should murder yeah, through all their yeah, racks with these infinite reroll wounds. 100%. And then you have Intercept if they try and, like, oh, if you're playing into, say, uh, it's Poxwalker Horde, they try and re-rack one of their things. Well, you, you know, yeah, <laughs> English Fury yes. goes burr. Um, yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> and what, like, your, your fatty knight, let's say you just you just got a gallant, you know you're going to send in. Make him minus one damage, you know? Just survive an extra freaking turn. Be an absolute pain in the ass. Uh, or you've got to, you, so you, you have the ability to make, like, Two really spicy knights because you could have a oh geez so you could you could have um a castellan or a crusader sitting at the back of the board that has ignores cover and minus one damage um in melee but who knows if the minus one damage is ever going to come up yeah he might not get touched in melee you can do crazy stuff like because this is a warlord trait right and you can stack two warlord traits on one dude yeah so dude. you give a single guy always have a four up invulm basically in melee and shooting between a warlord trait and a relic and then you throw this warlord trait on him as well, so he's minus one damage against melee. And it's like, good luck, good luck killing yep. this guy. It's gonna take you yep. forever. So if you if you rock up and someone's putting down, you know, some nice green green and red knights, just be like ready for some spice because this is the spicy house. Yes. All right, hawk shroud. Hawk shroud used to be really good, from what I understand. They are definitely still interesting. They are less direct line powerful, from what I understand, than they used to be. Um, so. They are an Imperialis house. Um, they are Oath Keepers. So they essentially double their wounds count for the purpose of bracketing, and they always count as one higher in the honor point system, which will have to take a whole bunch of time to break down later than they are unless they are dishonored. So um, those are pretty good buffs. Honor points you pick up fairly quickly. So that buff is pretty good but not like outstanding double wound bracketing though is a big deal on knights um their strat is a whole bunch of words to essentially be a hilarious 2d6 heroic uh, or sorry six plus d6 inch heroic um that happens to anything within 12 of you so they have to have charged you essentially they have to be in engagement range of one of your units um, but if you do so, you can just six plus d six heroic. The the best example I can tell you for this is it's the closest thing we have to stooping dive back in the game from what yes. custodians used to be able to do. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, custodians used to fight you first, no matter what. Like they had the most super fight first of all fights first, as right. in even if you charge, doesn't matter. They're fighting before you. Um, this guy just gets fights first, right? So the charger, the, the the charging player will still have first activation. Yep. Yeah, he heroics and ostensibly gets a free interrupt. Sorry, so, continue, mate. Yep, all good. Their warlord trait is Duty of the Forsworn, which is at the start of the command, at your, your first command phase, select an enemy unit in the opponent's army. Every time your warlord makes an attack against that unit, plus one to hit. This is a real niche. You probably won't use this a ton. Uh, and their relic is called the Angel's Grace. Um, each time the bearer would lose a wound as a result of a mortal on a roll of d6, on a five up, you don't take that, that wound. Um, and then you get essentially an aura that gives that ability to armagers within six. I don't hate 
this at all, but this seems to be the only Imperial one that wants a bit of more of a, a static defensive posture, right? Yeah, it's doing this weird like 50-50 thing where you're like playing Imperialis because you want to be fast and out there on the aggressive and on the objectives. And then it's like, but also stay within six of your warlord who you yeah. can kind of protect with heroics. It's a weird house. <laughs> it is weird. I mean, I really love the tradition of uh, like being double um, characteristics. So, you know, a, a Questorus Knight needs to be below six, at, at six before it half degrades, which is really nice, if my math is correct. Um that's a, that which is really good and then uh, we'll unpack the honor system probably next week and get to the depths of whether that holds up at all but i like the honor system i think it's not too bad but you need to be able to maximize it and stay well there's two two ways of, of doing it that i've heard so far either staying on it all game and, and just trying to stabilize and on it um which this will help you do quite well or just trying to spike to um the, the second tier up like or, uh, as soon as possible literally like bang get the payoff immediately it's got a weird the wall of trait is like anti-death star do you think that has any play at the moment uh it's if it was like a thing where your army got plus one to hit against it it would be great but it's this weird thing where it's like just the warlord and that you don't really need yeah, I, I feel like it's the, it's the weakest part of a, re, a kind of an awkward build. I love the Staunch Allies, though, um, because it's a reason to take a single, like, the, do you remember when I talked about the single Gallant in, like, the, the Guard build? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hawk Shroud's actually not a bad idea, because you get to Heroic Intervene. Oh, you've just got a, a weird, like, a screen of Guardsmen out front. Come charge it. Take my Gallant oh, yeah. in response. That wouldn't work, because you have to take a free uh, Hawk, Hawk Shroud a... model. This is why yeah. you're here, mate. To pull me yeah. up. Well, so, that and uh, when you take a knight in uh, other armies, he's a free blade, so he wouldn't have any of this. Oh, no, I thought you could take... No, he's got to be a free blade. Has to be a free blade. Yeah. yeah we, oh, to get the agents, that's right. Otherwise, you would break the mono. You, you can yeah, take you it, but all, you break the mono build. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah right. You break all the stuff. You lose hammer of the emperor or whatever, which seems real bad. <laughs> exactly right. Um, good to know for those at home. Um, House Mordor is up next. Um, oh, close quarters. One I like. Killers. Each time yes. model with this tradition makes it melee attack, reroll, hit, roll of one. So that's just all the time. Reroll, hit, rolls of one. Um, Slayer of Shadows is one CP. Use your stratagem in the shooting phase. When a house mortar model from your army is selected to shoot, or in the fight phase when you're selected to fight, to the end of the phase, each time that model makes a melee at makes an attack, sorry, you can ignore any roll, hit, roll, ballistic skill, and weapon skill modifiers. Not bad at all. Uh, so essentially it could just be one CP plus one to hit um, for all intents and purposes, because um, you're only going to use it when you are negative one to hit. Uh, the Warlord trait is Legacy of the Black Pile, which I love. Each time a ranged attack is made against this Warlord, if the attacker is more than 18 inches away, subtract one from the hit roll. Um, a minus one to hit knight is pretty spicy. Relic is Honor's Bite. House Modern model with a Reaper Chainsword. It is... Uh, no strength, no AP, no damage. This is just blank. Um, each time an attack is made with this weapon, select one of the player's profiles. Sorry, I'm just joking. Um, you can strike <laughs> at uh, plus six, minus five, flat six damage. And each time is a, uh, an attack is made with this pr weapon profile, unmodified root roll six, you suffer three immortal wounds in addition. And you'll already be rolling once to hit as well. So you're going to be hitting pretty well and then getting a lot of swings. And then the sweep is strength user, which of course will be strength eight, minus four, flat two. And you get your three swings instead. And each wound roll of six, you suffer one mortal wound in addition to normal damage. I love this relic. Dude, this relic is so good. So the other, where I was going back and forth between when I was making my Imperial build, uh, my Imperialis build was Mortan and Griffith. Um, because this relic is dope. It gives you extra AP over the normal profile by quite a bit, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's one extra. 
um, which goes a long way when you're AP 4 and 5 into an armor of contempt meta. But the extra damage coming off this chainsword is wild when you sweep. Yes. What is the max amount of attacks you can get onto a... Onto a, a so a gallant starts with 5? Yep, starts with 5. You can get an additional one via a warlord trait. Um, and that's kind of it for if you're taking this relic. There's like other relics and other things later that add to it, but that's kind of the end of the road for this, so it'd be 6. Um, but you're 6 attacks. 18 attacks, hitting on two, yeah. rolling ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. So minimum, like on average, you should be hitting 17 times, um, and then like you're getting three, getting like three sixes. So it's three models in addition to, you know, who A knows how many of AP four, two damage yes. wounds. <laughs> this is the Primaris killing machine. Um, yep. it's really good. Um, big fan. Yeah, he's super uh, powerful. I love it. Uh, now we're switching over to the first of the Mechanicus builds, which is so houses, which is House Raven. Take it away, dude. Alrighty. So this is a a fan favorite from what I have heard. Uh, I didn't play a ton of Imperial Knights, but everyone always tells me that Raven was awesome. And their puzzle trait is Relentless Advance. So essentially, when they make a normal move or advance in the movement phase until the end of the shooting phase, they ignore any or all modifiers to its move characteristic advance rolls, and each time it's selected to shoot, it counts as having remained stationary. So they just run through all your modifiers with no change, and if they want to shoot, they get to do so. <laughs> um, uh, so that's, it's pretty similar to what they had before, but just with the extra caveat of ignoring the, the modifiers, which is nice. And then their strat is Order of Companions, which is a pregame strat. So you essentially pick a House Raven Questorus model, and it gains the following ability. Each time this model is selected to shoot or fight, you can reroll one hit roll, one rune roll, or one damage roll when resolving this model's attacks. You can only use the stratagem once. It's got the usual caveats. Essentially, you can use it twice in a 2,000-point game. Uh, crazy. So if you didn't know prior to this, uh, Order of Companions was possibly the best knight strat they've ever had. It was. Uh, it ended up being boosted up to 3 CP, I believe, but it was reroll all your ones to hit, to wound, and for damage. Um, and then oh, you'd, have wow. it on, you'd have it on a Crusader, sorry, or a Castellan, and then... Uh, uh, sorry, that 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 was rerolling ones on their um, the amount of dice they'd roll as well so if you rolled your battle cannon and you rolled a one and a, and a seven sorry one and a six you, you could pick up and re-roll the one um that was back in in eighth edition rules uh, and it was busted as hell in the castellan because it would just re-roll everything it would always be a value machine um this is still really good right yeah it's definitely not bad knights have mechanicus knights have better re-roll access than imperium knights do um but in general it's not like super common and definitely not outside of ones so being able to re-roll the things that aren't ones is super helpful <laughs> brilliant what's the rest of the package all right so for the warlord trait we get master of the trial which is each time an attack is allocated to this warlord the attack penetration if the attack has an armor penetration characteristic of one or two reduce it by one um this is obviously very good you get like ghetto armor of contempt um <laughs> and then the relic is the Banner Invalid, which is when a friendly House Raven Armager is within six inches of this model. Each time that Armager makes an attack, uh, reroll a hit roll of one, which is pretty good. Makes him a little captain. Yeah, it does. Um, it's actually re- it's actually really good. <laughs> yeah, I can go a long way if you're taking a bunch of shooty Armagers and making Absol- use of a lot of the bonds traits and such. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And um, I mean, we're we're operating on the assumption that the House Raven supplement is still in effect as well. So this card, like this package, it comes with an additional like three or four pages of rules that um, you won't get anywhere else. Like the yep. auto, like the, the is it the Crimson Wall? The auto, you auto pass a um a save. You um 
all the all the extra relics of Colossi as well, which is some pretty spicy stuff. So Raven, I think, if you're going Mechanicus, is the place you would start, just because they, like, you know, it's like it's like Strife, it's like all these other ones that just have an extra bunch of rules. It's just the unfortunately the best point of call. Yeah, I went through a lot of the trades. I hemmed and hawed on assuming if Raven would be existing or not, but even when it was assuming it was existing, it still didn't actually make the cut for my start point for testing. Fantastic. Well, I'm excited to read the rest, and let's jump into Tyrannus, which has been my favorite one forever because you used to get zombie knights. Let's see what yep, they get this now. this is where I went. <laughs> Each time model of this tradition loses a wound, unless that wound was lost as a result of a model wound, roll a d6 on a wound uh, on a six that wound is not lost. That is fantastic. Um, then the in our darkest hour is the strat. You strat in any phase when House Tyrannus character model from your army is destroyed, but does not explode place a marker on the battlefield in the center of where the destroyed models base was you can choose to roll 1d6 at the end of the phase instead of using any other rules that um trigger uh, if it ex- you must roll the explode rolls first i think that's pretty much what it said before you decide if you can use this um then uh, if you do then roll a four plus set that model up on the battlefield as close as possible to the marker you placed and within six inches of that marker and not within engagement range of any other models with three wounds remaining if it is possible not possible to set the model up it is destroyed this stratagem can only be used once per battle if that is an armor class model it's one cp otherwise it is two cp so you're spending two cp for a 50 50 that you will have a three wound knight left and guess what if you're tyrannus you're doing it every game because you just it's why i'll see you here yeah, the uh, the I found this to be really good in um, a bunch of the against a lot of the like mono phase armies. You can make your knight or your the biggest knight that you care about essentially like a wound gated model. Where it's like, do you have another phase to deal with this? Because we'll get into this later. But they kept the act on full bracket strat or oh, mechanicum. They, they they needed to right. It was the it was the thing that made the little little baby go um, in so many so many ways. Um, the wall of trait though is Knight of Mars. Once per battle, after rolling a d6 or d3 when making an advance roll, hit roll, wound roll, damage roll, charge roll, or saving throw for this warlord, and after any rerolls have been made, you can change the result of one of those dice to be a six. That's Awesome. Um, while your army is virtuous, this warlord can use the above rule once per turn instead of once per battle. Hence, when I said about you want to, if you can, you want to spike to virtuous as quick as possible or just stay in honored, which is kind of the philosophies I've heard people talking about in other night chats. Um, this is real good if you can spike yeah, it. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this just becomes a- even better with the strats that we'll see later. But yeah, this cr- this is one part of a very crazy shooting combo that you can set up in Mechanicus. It's and just- Tyrannus lets you live long enough to do it multiple times. And exactly right. And just like, holy crap, you just got a miracle dice. Like, <laughs> congrats, yeah. on your, congrats on your miracle dice. Oh, you're virtuous? Congrats on your fake dice. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, Relic of Ma- the Relic is Fury of Mars. House Tyrannus model only. Select one melter gun, twin melter gun, thermal spear, or thermal cannon. That model's equipped with. I think I know where this is going. That weapon is now a relic. Add one to the weapon's strength, delete that weapon's abilities, and add two to the weapon's damage characteristics. So instead of having to be within half range, you just get half range all the time. And of course, you're using that on the thermal cannon, or not at all, because I'm pretty sure none of the other ones should apply. Yep, exactly. You're picking up a plus one strength, taking your thermal cannon, excuse me, to strength 10, and then it is now just d6 plus four all the time. (laughs) Do you want to kill Tyranid Warriors? I hear they're good at the moment. Yeah, this is pretty good at flatlining them, <laughs> just wholesale. 
get him out of here. I don't want to see him anymore. Uh, I yeah. like Tyrannus a lot. Tyrannus is where I will probably be starting. Um, if and when I get, ever get my knights together. Um, cause yeah, I'm very excited about this book. All right. House crossed. Take it away. Cause this, this is the evergreen. This was the evergreen fallback. Didn't know which house to play. You're playing crossed. Like even, oh, even in, um, eighth edition, pretty much. How the mighty have fallen. All right. So oh, household no. tradition, cold fury, each time in a model with this tradition makes a melee attack on an unmodified hit roll of six, or if you're, or if the target is Titanic on an unmodified hit roll of a five up, you automatically wound. So Oof, yep. okay. six is to hit auto wound fives against Titanic. Uh, their strat is one CP. It's called controlled aggression. Use the stratagem at the start of the fight phase, pick two armagers or one not armager. Until the end of the phase, they get an additional attack, and they get an additional point of AP, which is pretty good, but That's not good. super crazy. Um, their Warlord trait is First Knight, which is improve this Warlord's weapon skill by 1 to a maximum of 2+. plus. At the end of each of your command phases, if your army is honored, you can select a different virtuous chivalric ability from one of your selected oaths until the end of your phase. That ability is active for the Warlord. Okay. Um, you have to reference like six tables to use this yes. Warlord trait, but it is pretty good. That's uh, a high, ceil- that's a high skill play. ceiling choice. Like, yeah, he's all over the place. He's pointing at like six tables, doing a bunch of different crazy stuff. Like it's uh, a lot going on with him, but it is powerful. It's like straight line powerful. It's not great, but it's pretty good. Um, their relic is called the headsman's mark. This is a house crass model only. Obviously uh, each time a model, an attack made by the bearer is allocated to a monster or vehicle, increased damage by one. Us? And each, each time you target a Titanic unit, Add one to the attack's wound roll. This is very good. This house has been relegated to a much more specific role. Um, in that, like sixes to hit auto wounding and stuff like that in melee, and all the other various parts of their kit are really good against monsters and vehicles. But in terms of like overall power, the knight's book doesn't struggle for gas. It struggles for survival and movement. Uh, and when you don't give either of those anymore, you kind of fall off, in my opinion. I find the um the stratagem really exciting, not because it's the plus one attack and AP on a big knight, but it's plus one attack and one AP on two Armager class knights. It makes me feel like a like a water like a, a, a warglaive build um actually seems pretty appealing with one fatty, like one fatty crusader or dominus to sit at the back of board with uh weapon skill two plus and then flexing well when you're a big brain and you, you know the the honored chart super chart or whatever crap it is enough you can flex into a bunch of different cool stuff and then like that guy sits at the back and kills anything that can threaten armagers because he's plus one against all your monsters and vehicles and storm surges and can just pick them up but um it's really, it's, I, I don't know if that's anywhere near where knights want to be, though. Yeah, I think Tyrannus and even Raven outshine it to a pretty hard degree that the others would, if if I'm looking at this from like the purpose of like winning an event, um, they would have to be nerfed pretty heavily for this to be the one I went to. Totally fair enough, mate. All right, House Volker is up next, which was a spicy little pick, because there was this crazy thing you could do by having a House Volker um, Crusader or um warden who had endless fury and then you could because endless fury has exploding sixes they had a strat to exploding sixes again so essentially you'd have like you had 12 shots that end up being like 16 to 18 hits it was it was pretty spicy um but that yeah. was back when like people cared about strength six minus two two damage which we don't really care about at the moment oh, well endless uh, fury got a bit of a glow up and there's cool mechanicus strats and guess who kept their exploding sixes yeah well let's find out the rest of the package each time model with this tradition makes a ranged attack if the target of that attack is the closest enemy unit this model reroll hit roll of one it's nice 
um, which I think is the same as that always was. I think that's just, that's what they used to have as well. Um, anyway, saturation bombardment is that exploding strat. is one slash two CP. I'm assuming one CP on a Armager, two CP on everybody else. That is correct. Use this strat in your shooting phase on a house Vulcan model from your army selected to shoot. At the end of the phase, each time that model makes an arranged attack on a modified hit roll of six, on modified hit roll of six, one additional hit is scored. And uh, the other uh, caveat supply. Um, Adamantite Knight is their Warlord trait. Each time an attack is made against this Warlord and a modified rude roll of one or three for that attack fails, irrespective of any abilities. Who's got this Who's got this strength 16 plus one to wounds that we, we haven't seen? Yeah, just know, in case, man. Just, just in case. Yeah, just to be sure. You know, when, when Morty's <laughs> around, you'll be happy you have it. Um, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, the relic is the Auric Mask. How's Vulcan model only? The bear has the following ability. Um, it's an aura. While a friendly enemy unit was in 12 of the bear, I subtract one from the leisure characteristic of the model in that unit while the enemy unit was in six add an, add, subtract an additional one um for a total model five negative two and each time a combat attrition test is taken for the unit subtract one from the combat attrition test we have found the stinker of the codex there guys the aura yeah, mask is, is the <laughs> worst relic that we have read so far possibly the worst in the book um i the wall of trait is just not going to come up i don't know i don't know like i mean you might i guess heavy venom cannons you're minus one to wound against i guess yeah it's cute but not super relevant very often yeah. i mean if if like we still had like nine voids weavers on every table or like nine ballastari and stuff or if you know you're playing against tau and they're gonna have storm surges sure one of your knights is marginally harder to kill um because i mean you can make them tankier with different things yeah well we could rotate or you can have a, a four up all the time um so yeah it, it's not crap but it just it's not going to come up as, as much as you'd want it to um yeah. What do you think about the rest, though? Because, I mean, Saturation Bombardment is, is pretty sick. Saturation Bombardment's really good, and you can definitely get good mileage out of Firestorm Protocols. Um, as it is kind of implied here by their, by, like, the literal name, like, their their shooting efficiency army. of target priority, um, often with Knights, you are just shooting the thing in front of you anyway, because you can't shoot anything else. So being able to reroll hit rolls of one just army-wide is really good. I wish it said close is visible. Um yeah. I wish oh, it was not. Old. Oh, that's yeah. so painful. Oh, I gross. I didn't even yeah. notice that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's good. Um, so you could they can just hide one model in, in out of line of sight, and you just get no return for this. It, ha it needs to be close as visible to be anything. Yeah, these are night not. struggles. Night yeah. struggles for sure. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, next one. Uh, we're up to the builder bear. We're up to the build your own houses. So, in summary of all those standouts for me, actually, geez, there are a lot of standouts. Um, Oh, what is your favorite of the Imperial Houses? Just give me one. My favorite of the Imperial Houses is definitely, as a former Drakari main, Noble Combatants. So Noble Combatants is essentially, uh, there's a pretty clear typo in here where it says swipe or streak. It definitely it's means not what or I, not what I asked. Not what I asked, buddy. Hold up. Hold your horses. Of the of the ones we just went through, like Griffith and Tyrannus. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, my yeah. bad. <laughs> I thought you meant the next set. I was like, oh, All this right. is so easy. I'm trying um, to no, summarize. I'm trying to summarize the, the one we just beat through, makes, mate. Listen, that makes way more sense content-wise, but I get carried <laughs> away real easily. I like it. Uh, I, I like so, it as well. I respect it. <laughs> so uh, my two favorites, my favorite, you want one from each side? Oh, no, this is yeah, so hard to pick. Exactly. Right, I'm feeling the same way. That's that's easy to do. I can do one from each side. It is Tyrannus and Griffith. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to have to pick two different ones now because those uh -huh. are my <laughs> got them. Um, I actually really like. Uh, I'm going to do uh, Cadmus because I like the Jank Tank because that's where that exists in. That exists in the Jank Tank. I and I think ignoring cover is extremely important in the current game. Um, 
especially the pro- all the profiles. Oh, but man, Mortan's freaking sick. Anyway, never mind. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then yeah, I'm gonna go with the other of them. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Raven. Raven is just. Uh, I feel like the Raven is the most well-rounded because of the additional rules that you're gonna get. Um, so if you wanted the most well-rounded of the builds that has the speed that you lose by being Mechanicus added back in from its trait, as in the advances to shoot and do all the things, um, except for charge, you can't charge off the advance anymore because we'll, we'll, I will unpack that in a minute. Um, but yeah, I, I think Raven is where I would be and be my, uh, my port of call. All right, jump down. Martial Traditions, these are the build-your-own varieties. They're, they are, you have the Questor Imperialis Traditions, you have the Mechanicus Traditions. Um, jump down, take us into the first couple, Frontline Fighters. So we'll break. We'll go a quick run through these. So frontline fighters is just if a mortal with this model with this martial tradition makes a ranged attack. If the target's within eighteen, you get plus one to strength, yep. which is pretty good. This pretty a little good. bit extra strength actually gets you across some pretty significant break lines on a bunch of the knight weapons, uh, especially the guns. Uh, glorified history is the like. I'm gonna just shortcut this. It's like pick a noble house. You are that noble house without saying you're that noble house. It's the it's the success excess of the primark wherever it is inheritance of the yeah. primark. Um, then the next one is Hunters of Beasts. So it's each time you target a vehicle or a monster, you get plus one to hit. Each time you attack a Titanic, you get plus one to damage. And if you have taken the Lalo the Tyrant's Oath, and one or more of your models destroy a monster or vehicle, you get two honor points instead of one. Ooh, uh, that one's bad. pretty spicy. Yeah, that is pretty spicy. Uh, wow. Yeah. Next up is my favorite one, as I jumped ahead a minute ago on <laughs> Uh This is essentially competitive edge for your big profiles in Melee. This combos with some stuff later in the book to be absolutely bananas, but uh, just on the face of it, competitive edge on things that do flat 6 damage at AP 5 is really good. Okay. Um, Paragons of Honor is the next one. If every unit in your army has the Imperial Knights keyword, uh, you can, after you have sworn two oaths, after you have, like, you know, done the oath swearing, basically, you pick an additional one, so you have three, three. and all the stuff applies. That makes your ma- your honor maintenance extremely difficult. This yeah. one is a lot of bookkeeping. A hell of a lot of bookkeeping, a hell of a lot of mental arithmetic and juggling. But if you can do it, like, if you can make that work for you, there is a hell of a lot of buffs in there. Yeah, you would end up with six total army-wide buffs if you get to Virtuous on that build, that which is kind of hilarious. Pretty spicy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. The last one for Imperialis is one of the, actually, honestly, probably the best one. Um, it's called Strike and Shield. You essentially get um, Transhuman on the hit roll against melee attacks against you, so it's each time an attack is made against this model with the Martial Tradition, an unmodified hit roll of one through three always fails, irrespective of any abilities or models. Uh, that weapon or model making the attack may have, and each time a melee attack with an armor penetration characteristic of one is made to this model, it becomes zero instead. This I mean, is essentially we, like I will take no damage from orc boys. I was about to say, did we need to, did we need to kick orc players again? Like, is, yeah. <laughs> do we need to? <laughs> While they're down, <laughs> take that, spawn boy. Um, but uh, the the one to three on the hit roll, so that's that's light. That's the light sadeth best best yep. part of that. Um, but in melee. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, I mean, it would be broken if it was in, it was in shooting. Honestly, it would be absolutely broken. I, um, I almost feel like it's better in melee because knights don't have innate melee involves. So this gives you really oh, strong defense on both yeah. sides. Yeah, that was something I expected to see. And when I heard that they didn't, like I expected the, the, their five plus ion shield save to just be all the time in this new book. 
Um, because that is just how you kill them. You just walk up with a freaking Sangard unit and just obliterate a knight because they get no, they have no say. Um, yeah, they get no recourse. They just die. Yeah, they just die. Um, and then you've, you're 500 points down. Um, and yeah, so that is actually pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I mean, if yeah, that was coupled with. Yeah, it's not not bad. Um, I'll get back to noble combatants, the um, competitive edge. Can you give that as a quick or a quick read through for us for the people who may want to get their head around what that is? Because some people hear competitive edge and don't quite know what that means or they haven't quite run into it yet. That makes sense. So what I'll read what it says and then I'll explain what that means essentially. Um, so each time an attack a model with this martial tradition fights, if all of its attacks are made against one enemy unit and none are made none are made using your sweep profile. When resolving all of those attacks, you get an additional set of attacks against that enemy unit equal to the number of attacks that did not reach the inflict damage step of the sequence. So, so yep. what this means is that every time you roll an attack, let's say you failed once to hit, once to wound, and your opponent passed two saves, you essentially get to roll four attacks again. They're not rerolls, so things that would traditionally shut down rerolls don't work against this. This is very difficult to stop models with this ability from hurting you. Yes. Um, and it's a way for you to end up getting like 10 attacks with your fist or, you know, damage six profile. Oh, on your yeah. Chainsword. It's pretty heinous really. Yeah. Yeah. It can get pretty crazy. And there are things that shortcut the, like the attack sequence to do mortal wounds uh, that we'll talk about later. Um, and those would then give you another attack. Uh, because they never hit the inflict damage exactly step. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly um, right. Which is just wild. I would expect somewhat to see that get FAQ'd if that gets very popular, but it exists in other books and hasn't been FAQ'd there, so who knows. All right, jumping down to the Crystal Mechanicus Traditions, Blessed Arms is first up. Add six to the range characteristic of weapons models with this tradition are equipped with. Um, sorry, yeah, they're equipped with. If a model has this martial tradition, the type of every Cognus Heavy Stubber is equ they're equipped with is changed to Assault 6. Um, if this model has uh, this martial tradition, the arm penetration characteristic of every Cognus Heavy Stubber is equipped with is improved by 1. So they are plus 6 inch range on all their weapons, and all their Stubbers are 6 shots with AP 1, strength 4. So it's <laughs> pretty cute. Um, fail to the Cog is the next one. Um, use a tradition um, if the noble household you selected is listed above. So if you're Raven, Crass, Tyrannus, or Volker. If a character model with this tradition gains a Waller trait, they can have the noble Waller trait associated with the house above. Um, oh, sorry, this is the um, Inheritors. Yeah, this is the yeah. Inheritors. Yep. yep. Um, Honored uh, Sacrosense is up next. Each time an attack with a damage characteristic of 1 is allocated to a model with this tradition, add 1 to any armor saving throws taken against that attack. I quite like that one. Uh, machine focus. Each time a model with this tradition is selected to shoot, you can reroll either one wound roll or one damage roll. Um, that's pretty nice too. Steel sinewed aim. Each time a ranged attack is made by a model with this martial tradition against an enemy unit that is within engagement range of it, add one to the attack's hit roll. So when you shoot into your own combat, you have plus one hit, um, which I think is pretty nice. And then unremitting. Each time model with this martial tradition is selected to shoot for the purpose of determining how many attacks are made by weapons with the, which have the blast ability, dumb, double the number of models in the target unit. For example, if there was a martial tradition target as an enemy that has six models, it counts as 12. So you get for go from little blast to super blast. Are any of these worth taking over any of them? I saw some ones that excited me, but I don't think any are better than, or even spicy skew better than any of the, the Mechanicus household proper. So none of these are directly better than I than any of the Mechanicus household propers, I don't think. But there are things that we'll see later that let you take these in addition to. So just keep that in mind, kind of when you're 
trying to evaluate the power of these mentally if you're following along with us that you don't necessarily replace. You might be able to pick these up in addition to other things you get, in which case Blessed Arms becomes awesome. Yes, it does. Well, because like that's that's every stubber on the top of your Armagus. You could have six Armagus that just have another three shots with better range and AP now. Oh, yeah. They hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, man. And they're assault. Yeah. They're assault. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, they just start advancing around, shooting yeah. you when they shouldn't be able to. They the, the, the stubbers in the army perform a really important role that if you haven't played knights before, you might not pick up on right away. Knights often struggle with like chaff nonsense getting in the way. Being able to just be like, you get none of that. Like all of that dies. Go away, leave me alone is big. Yes. Well, because the greatest thing you could ever do is put like one infantry model in a gap between two ruins. And then they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, because you place it exactly where they'd have to land, so you'd either have to land not only in front, but an inch away. And so it costs them, like, oh, you move 10, you're going to move 6 inches this turn. Like, it sucks yep. so much. Yeah, um, brutal. The Freeblades get their own couple. Give us a run through of these. Alright, cool. So these are really, they're all really good, um, which is awesome, because they don't usually do that. Um, so the first one is Last of Their Line, which is each time a model with this martial tradition makes an attack against a unit containing 11 or more models, you can full reroll the hit roll like a chapter master. Wow, yep. If it's an armager model and it targets a unit with six or more, they get full hit rerolls. This one's awesome on an armager. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yep. Uh, the next one is Mysterious Guardian, which is this can be unit can be placed in strategic reserves. If it does so, it can come in one step, one turn sooner uh, than the battle round would normally let it, regardless of mission rules. So you can deep strike a knight essentially and pull it in turn one. <laughs> amazing. That's cr that's so good. Yep. Uh, the next one is Peerless Warrior, which is once per battle when you use an Imperial Knight's Epic Deed Stratagem. If you use it on this model, it costs zero command points. There are some very pricey Epic Deed Stratagems. Being able to do it for free is great. Um, and the last one is Mythic Hero, which is when you are determining which chivalric abilities are active for the army. This model counts as two honor points higher, essentially. Yeah. That's, I mean, they're all pretty good. How does this work? So, is this what you get instead of a, a household if you take the if you take a free blade, like a single free blade? So, yeah, yeah. So, if you take a free blade, you would still get your Questor Imperialis or Mechanicus benefit because you're still Imperialis or Mechanicus, but you would get this essentially instead of like the air quote chapter tactic. Uh, these are all pretty good. I love the reserve one. Like, I love the reserve one. That, oh yeah, so that spicy. one's real cute. Uh, you want you want to get aggressive on my guard gun line? Well, this freaking gallant's just going to walk into combat with you. <laughs> if yeah. you need my, if yeah, you need don't my, get too close. Don't get too close, buddy. Uh, yeah, that's I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, uh, all right, so that is it for the Builder Bear. That's it for all of those. We're going to jump into the stratagems. We're probably going to cover the strats, and we're going to wrap up. That's usually how we do this, the pattern. So all the relics, the wall of traits, or the honor system, that'll all be next week, guys. Um, the first strat here is calculated targeting. This is 2 to 4 CP. So I expect oh, big things. Dude. I expect very big yeah. things. Use this stratagem in your shooting phase when a Questor Mechanicus model from your army is selected to shoot. To the end of the phase, each time a model, that model, sorry, makes a ranged attack on an unmodified rune roll of six, that attack flicks a number of mortal wounds to the target in addition to the damage characteristic, so equal to the damage characteristic of the attack, and then the attack sequence ends. If that model is an Armiga, it's 2 CP. If it's a Questorus class, it's 3 CP. Otherwise, it is 4 CP. Okay, so the Volcano Lance exists. I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna scroll down and see how many damage it does. You unpack this for me, please. Yeah. So in the in the interim, what if I told you, Adam, that you could make this strat free on a Questorus model? 
Oh, okay. Yep. What if I told you that same Questorus model could have Endless Fury, a battle can um a thermal cannon, mm-hmm. a, a flat, up, flat ten damage, possibly? I yep, a juiced up set of uh stubbers from that blessed arms trait we were talking about earlier, and some auto cannons. Yeah, okay. I'm in. Yeah. What if that same knight rerolled ones to hit and wound? Yeah, yeah. I mean this is a thing. Yeah, yeah okay. Big damage. You can Big. overlay the Tyrannus Warlord trait on top of this for an auto six to wound with one of your big stupid guns. Yes. Which will just put you into mortal wounds step. Wow. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair. This strat is the money. This is part of one of the two strats of why I think Mechanicus will broadly be the go-to over Imperialis if damage is what you're looking for. Uh, there's definitely an Imperialis build that's just like, all these objectives are mine, you can't stop me. But in yep. terms of just like, if you're visible, you're dead type builds, which is what most knight players want to play, because that's why they're playing knights. Um, Mechanicus plus this strat creates absolute insanity. The amount of damage output you can get out of this is wild. Well, so I did scroll down to the Volcano Lance. It is now 80-inch range, heavy D3, strength 16, minus 5, D6, plus 8, blast. So you have the propensity to do 14 mortal wounds in a single shot. That's yep. correct, yeah? One shot, by One the way. Shot. If you just roll three sixes for wounds, uh-oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Note that there is uh, no cap and it's not just one gun, so it's all yeah, your guns no. with no limit. Everything. Wow. So wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. So that gun that I just read out can have three shots, and it yep. can roll three hits, three wounds, and then three sixes for damage, and do forty-two mortal wounds. Uh, yeah. With the one gun, if you rolled three sixes to wound, followed by three sixes for damage. Yep. I mean, it's, it's not going to happen. But the thought that it could even happen, like two sixes, it's I mean, horrific. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's like two, um, duh, my soul is not ready. <laughs> yeah, two sixes to wound is not like terribly uncommon, right? Like, you no, roll, it's not. You roll three it's... dice often enough, two sixes will come up. Once you're into two sixes to wound on the volcano cannon, that's kind of the end of the target. Um, nothing else matters. No, you just killed another knight. Yeah. Just, just instantly yeah, killed. From, uh, yeah. So we tried. I tried this on a test game against a cast knight list where I just played a Castellan and spent the four and just like sent it. Um, and I was killing two chaos knights a turn before they took saves. This is this needs a this needs a model wound cap on it. Otherwise, yeah, oh, well, this should it, definitely sorry. have an upper limit. <laughs> but sometimes you're going to spend four CP and do zero model wounds, and that's going to feel really bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's why the more balanced version of it is putting it on a Crusader. That's why, that's you right. know, and then you like you add a bunch of rerolls and stuff to get a little bit more certainty. But if you want to just go like full Banana Town, you definitely put it on the Castellan and try and live the dream. And just yeah, we're playing the low, low money. Um, but like honestly, this is a huge CP investment. Even on Armager, it's it's two CP. Yep. Um, so I mean, yeah, three CP though a turn to not do like a. So here's the thing, yeah. In other in other books, you can pay one CP and then like you have an eighty percent chance to do six mortal wounds from that one CP. I'm thinking, I'm talking like Dominions with their sacrosanct um, storm bolters. I'm talking uh, Martyred Lady with the flamers. I'm talking a bunch of other things that have equivalents. Um, uh, Wrath of Mars, etc. You're just gonna do six. You're paying more CP here for a ridiculously high ceiling, but no guarantees. Um, yeah, there's, so I there's no guarantees in nights. <laughs> I don't hate this. I actually don't hate this. I, I'm not. It's, it's bugging me out because the ceiling is so high, but I don't think this is going to break the game. 
I don't think this will break the game because of how terrain works in the game at this yeah. point. But I think if you ever like, if for example, if Knights had been out when Adepticon was played on that terrain, <laughs> it would have been rough. <laughs> what what Void Weaver? Yeah, there would have been I, no complaints about Void Weavers that week. I hit once, and I wounded once with my volcano cannon. Two and a half Void Weavers are dead. Just yeah, two and a half. Get them out of here. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> uh yuck all right what's up next that's a lot of that was a lot of time on that one strat yeah i mean that strat is a huge cornerstone of how quester mechanicus builds work so you know i think it's reasonable to spend a bunch you're gonna of time see it that. i'm happy we spent time on it because everyone out there needs to know about it you're gonna see yeah, it you're gonna want to know what that one does <laughs> yes yeah right, next up is full tilt which is one cp when you go to advance don't roll it's just a six unless you're an armiger then you add nine to your movement see instead. It doesn't uh, give you advance and charge anymore. It used to give you advance. It was two CP in the past, but it did give you advance and charge, which was it just let you you got to you got to turn one charge. It essentially, is what it lets you do, um, because you put it on a land strider model that had plus two to advance or and to a charge already, and it would just go. Oh, plus two to move in advance. I can't remember, um, but it would just go and get you a turn one charge. Um, and now we know. I, I don't know. if I'm, I'm spoiling a little bit, but knights don't move twelve anymore. They move ten, and Unless so. You're down. Unless you're a gallant, which I think is cool. It makes gallant more spicy. Um, yeah, for sure. I don't hate this, but I feel like this is a, a, either a side grade or a slight nerf. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's pretty good in that um, there's really good access to advance and charge for armagers, uh, which we'll get to when we get to the data sheets. Um, but there's not for big knights. So obviously, it doesn't work great on big knights. But having an armager go if you are Questor Imperialis or Questor Imperialis, where you get plus one to your um, move. Um, oh no, it doesn't give them plus one to move, right? It's just plus one to advance, advance and charge. charge. Yeah. So essentially you'll move 21 and then charge at a plus one, which is a lot. <laughs> if it's you're a lot. An armager. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. But the, so, but the, you know, the idea of being charged by one Armager turn one or charged by one Crestorus or oh, Zerastis. Yeah. Big, difference. Uh, big difference. Um, all right. Next up we have Thunderstomp is one CP. Use the strat in the fight phase when Imperial Knight's Titanic model from your army is selected to fight. Until the end of the phase, each time that model makes a melee attack with its Titanic feet, subtract one from the attack's hit roll. If that attack successfully hits the target, unless the target of the attack is a vehicle, monster, or character unit, it suffers two mortal wounds and the attack sequence ends. So it's one CP to do two mortal wounds with a maybe on it. It's weird. So it's per, it's every time you swing. Yeah, I know, but it's like it, you only. So, if those of you don't know, tap dance is gone. Um, you don't have you, you, to have a sweep attack. You need to have a melee weapon, e.g., a fist or a, a reaper chainsword. Um, and so, when you attack with your feet, you have three or four attacks, five attacks if you're a um, if you are a gallant. And yeah, you're hitting at minus one, and then doing two mortal wounds. I mean, I guess you could spike and do like eight mortals, right? You ready for the jank tank? Hit me, lay it on me. All right, so you take a free blade, you give him noble combatants, and you give him a warlord trait to give him another attack. So now yeah. he's got six. You use this stratagem. Every time you hit, it does two mortal wounds and the attack sequence ends. Oh my Guess god. That's what that triggers. And more attacks. Okay. Yeah. So he has a ceiling of 24 mortal wounds against infantry. What? Okay. Which isn't terribly hard to do. So the only so okay, the thing that gives me pause here is just paying CP to be better at killing things that aren't vehicles, monsters, or characters. You're already really good at killing those things. Just putting it out there. You can be. Certain things like alright, so 
I mean, we've all had this experience uh, if you sorry. played knights. You ever just You're swung right. at Harlequins and not killed anybody? Scarab Occult Termies are going to be a problem for you in combat now. Like, Paladins could be a problem again as well. Deathwing Termies can be a problem. So, yeah, you're right. There are there are things you that this is just value into. Yeah. Uh, Death Guard Terminators hate this. Yeah. So do, so do Doctors. Doctors hate him. <laughs> free Blade, yes, free, exactly. free blade Lance has 24 mortal wounds. Doctors hate yes. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is uh, not a game. So it's this is the stratagem is really niche, but when it's good, it's crazy. Fair, I, I totally agree. Now you brought me around that that combo. We might have to unpack on a part two this week or next yes, week. Sir. Um, all right, Impetuous Glory is up next. Uh, one CP, you use this stratagem when an Armager class model from your army is selected to fight in the fight phase until the end of the phase. Each time a mo- that model makes a melee attack on unmodified ru- hit roll of six, one additional hit is scored. So exploding sixes for one CP for an Armager in the fight phase. And you said there's a bunch of ways to make uh, to. Well, we know there's a bunch of ways to buff attacks for Armagers. You know, you can be you know, one CP for Tyrannus, or I think it was Mortan, that, or was it Griffith uh, that gets plus one attack? Yep, yeah, Griffith just gives you plus one attack for who you are as a person if you chart in, like, the first round of combat, essentially. Um, and then you can stack that with, like, a like there's a handful of buffs to make Armagers pretty good in melee, and also very tanky in melee, so this just adds to their ability to be threatening, which is good. Yeah, agreed, because I, like, to, in the last couple of months, you'd be like, you get charged by an Armagers, and you're like, oh, so what? Strength six yeah, minus yeah. Oh, two, nice. one damage. <laughs> oh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't hate that. I like it. Yep, it's pretty good. You're up next. Alrighty, on to Linebreaker. So you use this in your fight phase when a Imperialis arm, uh, Quester Imperialis vehicle from your army makes a consolidation move. Till the end of the phase, when you make a consolidate, you can move six instead of three. This is cumulative with a different, uh, with your Quester Allegiance thing. So you would move seven when you consolidate. Nice. Yep. And then when you consolidate, you can move in any direction, provided you end in either engagement range of an enemy model, or you move at least three inches closer to your opponent's battlefield edge. That's, so you can beat down one of his chaff units and then move seven past him. That's going to be so... That increases the reach so much. You just get to tap. Uh, well, okay, I'm just going to put this this uh, this unit you know, 3.5 or 6.1 inches away so you can't consolidate into me past my screen. And then you're like, oh, sorry, bang, gotcha. Um, yeah, no that's problem. Really cool. That's really cool. I will casually cool. move 10 in the fight phase and touch whoever I'd like, or 11 in the fight phase and touch yes. whoever I wanted. And do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. You can't stop me. Uh, you can't stop me. I love this a lot. Uh, this is fantastic. All right, next up is Martial Prowess. It's a 1 slash 2 CP strat. Um, use this stratagem in the fight phase when Imperial Knight's vehicle unit from your army is selected as the target of an attack. To the end of the phase, each time attack is allocated to that model, add one to any armor saving row throws taken against the attack. If it is an armor class model, it's one, otherwise it is two CP. Uh, that is amazing. That is really good. Yep, occasionally very, very good. Uh, most of the time pretty good, and then you can stack it. They kept armor of the Saint Denial, so... You can get real good with that. You can get real good. For those who don't know, that's a relic that gives you a 2-plus armor save. Um, this is uh, a bread-and-butter strat. You'll be popping this off all the time. Um, I, I'm thankful it's not in the shooting phase as well. It would be too good if it was shooting phase and fight phase. Yeah. Uh, high armor save knights become very obnoxious like very quickly, uh, and I would almost argue bad for the game if they're too hard to kill. Because it Agreed. becomes like, okay, I just can't kill these. <laughs> yeah. Um, because this is in the fight phase, though, this acts as that pseudo-invuln that we thought they, they they wouldn't get. So you can pay a CP in the fight phase to essentially get a pseudo-invulnerable save. If it would take you from a getting no save to a 6+, plus or a 6+, plus to a 5+, plus, this is going to be worth it almost all the yep. time. Yeah, I mean, some save at all is huge. Like, any time yeah. you can stop some amount of damage on knights, especially knights that can act on full bracket, you are saving a lot of headache for yourself in the future. 
And the double down effect of having that with like uh, Tyrannus, so just getting like yep. a six up into a six up is just, it's start, especially when you've got 26 instead of 24 wounds as well. Uh, all right, you're up next. Alrighty, we're on to pack tactics, which is use the stratagem at the start of the fight phase, select an enemy unit that is within engagement range of two or more armature class models from your army. Until the end of the phase, add one to the attacks characteristic of each armature from your army that started the phase in engagement range of that unit. Now, this is a pretty good stratagem because it's one CP, but note that you can multi-charge with this and use the stratagem on one thing and use the extra attacks into another thing. Yes, correct. Um, This is good. This is a nice little piece of jank, little piece of tech. And again, another really good damage uh, multiplier onto Armagers. Armagers, yep. Yeah, that just adds a little bit more. The Armagers in, like, not to do too much cross-comparison now, the Armagers in Chaos are much more impressive from my point of view, but you can add a lot more buffs on the Imperial ones, so they can get pretty comparable surprisingly quickly. Mm, fantastic. All right, jumping down. Pains of Old Knight, 1 CP. You distract in the fight phase when an Imperial Knight model from your army is selected to fight to the end of the phase each time a model, uh, each time uh, that model makes an attack against the Chaos model, reroll a wound roll of 1. Uh, yeah, reroll wounds against Chaos. Uh, it's, well, it's it's the seven months of chaos. It's it's going to come up, you know? Yeah, sooner <laughs> rather than later, hopefully. But one day. Uh, one day. All right, take it away. All righty, we're into Skyfire Protocols, which is when an Armager class model from your army is selected to shoot. When you go to shoot an aircraft plus one to hit, it's fine. That's it's fine. okay. I mean, I like it a lot with uh, Harpies everywhere. Yep, it's helpful there. It's only Armagers, though, and you're not really shooting... You're not doing a ton of damage into the Harpies with your Armagers, but, you know, the Halverins are pretty good at killing them. So. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be literally be Halverin. Um, Alright, uh, Thin There Ranks is up next, 1 CP. Who's a strat in the start of the shooting phase? Select um, up to three Armager class models from your army. Until the end of the phase, each time a selected model makes a range attack and a modified hit roll of six automatically wounds the target. 1 CP! For three of your Armagers to get sixes to hit auto wound. That's a good strat a lot of the time. Yeah, this one is money if you're, especially as Mechanicus, where you're having like the Assault Stubbers, which do, you know, obviously there's you, they get more shots, they have four shots. Um, especially on Helverns. Like if you have three Helverns and use the strat, you probably use the strat every turn. Yeah, um, 100%, 100% you would. Um, yeah. Wow. That's a great, great one CP. Yeah, for sure. They got they got good strats nights now. It's not just like rotate and, and full tilt. <laughs> well, that's the thing though. But you previously, you didn't have because you you didn't have enough CP to flex into a lot of those the spicy strats. You literally were like, I need to budget CP for rotate every turn. I need to budget CP, and, and then you're like, okay, I have two to use in the game, and they're both probably going to be on four plus reroll in bonds. You know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. What's up next? So we're on to trophy claim, which is a really bad butt stratagem uh it's really cool it's not super relevant most of the time use the stratagem in the fight phase when an imperial knights model from your army destroys an enemy titanic unit you get plus one attack for the rest of the battle you gain an honor point and that guy always counts as virtuous if you can land this it's super good if you can land it if you can land it that's a lot of t's and c's as we would yeah. say on this show uh, Jeff, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you, you can make it happen, go for it. Uh, it's going to be few and far between. Yes, not going to happen a ton, but when it does, you'll be really excited. 
All right, next up, Benevolence of the Machine God is 1 CP. You just strat on a Questor Mechanicus model from your army, and it is a 5-plus against Mortal Wounds, uh, which is extremely potent and very necessary in the game at the moment. Um, there's a couple of things that are adding up to make me think that Questor Mechanicus is still getting the better part of the stratagem uh, suite, but we will see. if Yeah, because Mechanicus has the actor top profile strat as well, right? Yep, so this is use this stratagem in the fight phase when an attack is made with Freedom's Hand or a Thunderstrike Gauntlet or a Relic that replaces one by an Imperial Knights model from your army. Before any saving throw is taken against the attack, both players roll off. If your strength is higher than theirs, you get plus one to the roll. If you win the roll off, they cannot take an invulm against the attack, otherwise the damage is zero. Uh, this is good. Yeah, it can be good. This one is risky. So this yep. is great against like things with like the stupid two-up until fail, like an Archon or Makari. Um, or if you're just looking to one shot a character and you're like kind of trying to get like bailed out by it, this one is definitely kind of risky because it's just you're just rolling off like it's a normal roll off and you get plus one to it. You're not rolling against their strength or anything like that. The only benefit you get is if you're stronger than they are, you get plus one. So, so I'm just trying to figure out: do you roll once for each each um, attack you've made against them, or is it just one, one roll off? Oh, it's one. So you just when it. When an attack, oh yeah, it is one attack. You're absolutely right because I thought it when you make attacks rather than when you oh, make, no, when no, an no. attack. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be good. Wild. That would be very good. Yeah, that would um, be super good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This is just a risky. Like if you if if you just have to have something that happens, like you're gonna pay it to, especially against the archon, right? You're just gonna pay it to squish it. Yeah, exactly. Just be gone. Don't let me talk. I don't want to worry about you anymore. Um, can you make your opponent slow roll the saves and then see if they make it to the last one and then pop this? Right. Mm. So yeah. So be, no. Yeah, it'd be beforehand. Yeah. All right. Um, Machine Spirit Resurgent is one slash two CP. This is the actor top profile. One CP on an Armaga, two CP on everything else. Um, and yeah, you were going to use this every freaking game, like because a one, like a one wound knight for for two CP is a is a full wound knight, and we'll get a lot of work done for you. Um, oh, I'll yeah. go. I'll go on and do the next one as well. Anyway, this is Valiant Last Stand. It is a 1 slash 2 CP strat. It is for Questor Imperialis models that has not been selected to fight. This phase is destroyed but did not explode. Do not remove the model from play. It can fight after the attacking model has finished making attacks. When resolving these attacks, assume the model has one wound remaining when determining which characteristics to use. After being resol resolving destroyed models' attacks, it is then removed. Um, because of 1 CP, everyone else is 2 CP. I, I even called a couple of weeks ago. I hope this strat in the new book as has you fight at top profile and they specifically said you fight at worst profile as in you're not going to waste cp on this unless it's something that has like one or two wounds left themselves yeah or if it's a real like the gallant even with one wound left is still rather dangerous that's that's true that's actually very true how do you feel about this though uh i think it's it's okay like this i don't know it's like it suffers for comparison because right before it is the mechanicus strat where you get to act on full so it's like all right this is a fine benefit i guess um you're just not going to use it a ton, and it, yeah, it, it like I said, it really suffers for comparison. If it was on full, different story. Hundred percent, hundred percent. If it was on full, this would be this would be like every other game. You'd use it once or twice, um, as it is yeah. right now. I'm struggling to find a reason that I'd ever use it because you got you're about to go into my turn. So whatever just killed me, I'm going to have the chance to shoot, to fight, to charge. Like I don't get what I'm paying CP for here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's not super great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm paying a CP to hit on fives with a, with anything that's not a gallant. Um, 
So yeah, yeah. it just feel, feels feels rough, rough. Rough, man. Yeah, the the as a whole, I don't generally feel like Imperial Knights do super duper great in melee. Like they're they're strong enough to be threatening, so that you don't like come up and run up on them for nothing. But they're not like a super crazy melee army. Yeah, um, they're yeah, they're an all rounder. Yeah, for sure. All right, next up we got Noble Sacrifice, which is an auto explode. Wee! Yay! <laughs> um, it does what it says on the tin it's one two or three cp depending on if you are an armager questorus or uh dominus class um but just blowing up like guaranteed can be very 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 dangerous you used to pay uh the cp and then have to roll a four plus instead of a six plus to explode and now oh, you I just remember. pay now you just play your requisite cp and you auto explode it's only once uh once per game thank god otherwise i hundred percent Suicide Gallant, in you go. Next turn, oh, Suicide yeah. Gallant, in you go. Um, you know, uh, yeah. this is this is still very good. You're gonna use, this is this is like every game, man. I'm gonna use. Yeah, this. you'll use this almost every game. Yeah, I've used it every game I've played. Uh, did I play a game where I didn't lose a night? I guess I did use the strat. <laughs> you know, yeah. otherwise, I yeah. Did have, I did have one game where I lost zero models. That yikes. Yeah, we can talk about that later. But yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's possible. In my mind, I think of like. The, the current tower blobs of a bunch of characters, Crute and Crisis suits that just kind of clump up turn one. I'm like, I can get myself killed in their turn one. Let's do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's lots of armies that are reliant on like command phase bubbles or just like wars yeah. in general that are like terrified if you just start throwing D6 mortals into everybody in the zip code. They got to, yeah, exactly. They got to scatter, man. If you roll a six off their base size, it's almost a table quarter. Um, for, yeah. So for the range of the explosion off their base side, it's almost a table quarter that they have to get the hell out of. Yeah, um, it's bad. <laughs> it's it's real bad, man. I love this. I love it. It's great. All right. Uh, recount the virtues is one CP. Use your stratagem at the start of any of your phases other than your command phase. Select one mentor unit from your army that has not recounted a teachings this turn. So this the mentor unit is the preceptor, I believe. Yep, exactly. Or you can give units mentor, but that's like relics and stuff later. That model can recount one teaching that has not already been recounted uh, this turn. The teaching is automatically inspiring. So this is your canticles. This is your chaplain chance. Um, yep. And this is the strat to do it outside of phase. So after you move and get close to it. As well as automatically. Yes, it's nice. It's a nice one CP strat. I, yeah, I, I think it's good. Uh, we'll see how valuable the actual chance are when we get down to them. But that, it's, that's a good quality of life one right there. Yeah, for sure. Some of them are wild. <laughs> get excited. Um, so Survivors of Strife is essentially transhuman for armature class models. Uh, this is randomly relevant. Definitely more so than it is on the T8 boys. Um, this one can matter for sure, especially with a lot of the times with armagers, all you're trying to do is not, not like not take a lot of damage. You're just trying to live on one wound because you're five or eight model obsec and you just want to hold the objective. So well, you, in those moments where every single wound matters, this strat's actually pretty good. I just think this is great because what this does is effectively gives you two ion shields, right? Like someone's, yep. yeah, you, you're going to spike. You don't want to waste the iron shield on a, a little knight if you don't have to. So you want to you want to spike this on one, so essentially to get that 50% multiply, multiplier. Take it from you know winning on a three to winning on a five, a la uh, of having a five up involved to a four up involved is in reverse. Um, and yeah, I think this is really good. I think you'll use this, you know, more times than not. Yeah, exactly. The stratagem is really good. Notably, it works in the fight phase. Yes, exactly. It works in every phase, which is fantastic. Someone's got a Thunder Hammer coming into you, or a, let alone a Blood Angel's Thunder Hammer, which is going to win you, ah. up, you know. Yeah, win you on twos. Oh, fours. This is fine. Um, yes. Aliens of the Household. So this is your gain the extra um, yeah, relic the strat. Extra and then yep. we have Knight Baron, which is the gain the extra Warlord strat. Um, and then we have Revered Paragon. 
Is this the spicy you get a warlord when you're not a character strat? Yes, exactly. Revered Paragon is the additional warlord um, warlord trait one. So it gives one guy two of them. Oh, okay. That's what the Paragon. Yeah, the Paragon one. So that's, that's the Paragon. A Night Baron is hand out warlord traits to things that aren't the warlord. Um, so Revered Paragon, yeah, two warlord traits on one thing is is spicy. Very spicy. It's so good. Um, take us away with exacting charge. Alrighty, so this is when an Imperial Knight's vehicle model from your army finishes a charge move, select an enemy with an engagement range, and roll 46. If you are Titanic, you roll 66. For every dice roll that equals or exceeds their toughness, they suffer a mortal wound. For each unmodified roll of a 6, the enemy suffers D3 mortal wounds. If you're an Armager, this costs 1 CP. If you are not, this costs 2. Okay. This can be good. This is great yeah. for getting around wound-gated models, which is something that Imperial Knights obviously struggle with a whole bunch. Yeah, like how do you kill a Catan? You can't kill a Catan in one turn because you only had two phases of of, uh, of damage in shooting and charge phase. Sorry, shooting in five phase. Now you have charge phase damage. So this is yeah. hammer. Of, this is hammer of wrath. A la what Space Marines have. Uh, this is extremely good. I think it's good. This is really good at getting rid of Phoenix Lords. I was about to say that too. Um, it's one thing I noted. So House Terran used to have the the fight twice strat. Um, I was I was curious to see if they would they would keep it because that was one of the ways I thought you could have a bit more jank. Um, in getting around different screens or uh, killing multiple units and just yeah, ma- making, so, making so your first guy kills two screens so your next guy gets in, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, th- I think this is a very nice way of doing something similar. Um, next up is the Squire's Duty. This is 2CP. Use a stratagem in your movement phase when an Armager class model from your army falls back, still eligible to shoot and charge this turn even though it fell back. So 2CP, but it is for shoot and charge, um, which I like quite a lot. Yeah, exactly. Getting both is a huge, huge deal. I think I think I like the the Eldar one have the best one. They have one or two CP. Oh yeah, in the it's, same it's strategy. not even close. The not Eldar Gatari one is fantastic. <laughs> oh, so good, so good. All right, what's next? Next up is flanking maneuvers, which is when a up to two armature class models that are more than six inches away from enemy models and within six or of any battlefield edge, you just pull them out and stick them into strat reserve. Ah, oh, yeah, JW teased this one. This is this is spicy. I like this. Yeah, this one definitely can be very good. Uh, very often, people will just assume that you don't have stuff in reserve even after you like do this right in front of them because you're knights, uh, and you can kind of just like sneak in on a flank or pop back up in your backfield or things like that, and it comes up and is a big well, deal. The way I see it, that one of the re- one of the things I think of using this the most on is kind of counterintuitive. You've got two, you got Armagers, Helverins in your backfield. Um, your backfield is now getting threatened quite horribly, um, and you've taken engagement all fronts. Guess what? Oh, yeah, bounce them get out, out of there. <laughs> get out of there. Come in later in the game. Get a bunch of points. Don't die. I think I think it's a great way of using it. Um, Storm Striders one CP. Use a stratagem in your movement phase when you select one uh, Questor Imperialis Titanic model from your army to make a normal move or advance. After that model has moved, select one enemy unit and moved across, excluding aircraft units, and roll a D6. Add one to the result if the enemy units contain six to ten models, and add two if the enemy unit contains eleven or more models. On a three to six, that enemy unit suffers D3 mortal wounds, and on a seven, it suffers D6 mortal wounds. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't like it's this. Totally fine, is my mm, opinion. It's totally fine. I know it's totally fine. Yeah. I, I don't love it. Yeah. Probably, I don't know. If you if you need to finish something off when you want to fall back and shoot and charge into something entirely different, um, I mean, I guess. I mean, you've got stubbers. You, you you've got can't do it if you fall back. Uh, when you select a moment, make an. Ah, oh, it's true. Yeah. Uh, balls. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I mean, someone screens poorly against you. I mean, actually, I'm tr- then now I'm just trying to think of a way, a reason to use it. Like, wh- what situation am I going to use this in? 
Uh, not a ton of them. Uh, this yeah. has big, the crowd goes mild energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great saying. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yet, yet another imp- Questor Imperialis strat. That's just a bit eh. Yeah, just kind of... it. The Imperialis strats are all like small wording changes away from being great. And then you yeah, look at dude. the Mechanicus strats, which are just like some of the best strats in the game. And you're like, all right, I guess... <laughs> yeah, and yet I'd much rather. I think I think the Questor Imperials houses are much more exciting and interesting. Yeah, there a lot of their stuff is super like in, like again. We'll we'll talk about this a little bit more at like the very end when we go through like you know maybe even like proper list building in like next week. Um, but like there's some really cool Imperials houses you can make, and they just don't engage the player in the same way because their strats are not very exciting. Yeah, it, do- it doesn't get as spicy. All right, what's up next? All right, so for this one, we have Defiant Fury, which is when an Imperial Knight's character from your army is destroyed by an enemy unit. Select a friendly Armager from your army. Until the end of that phase, the Armager shoots the model that killed your character. And until the end of the battle, when your Armager makes an attack against that enemy unit, you get to reroll the hit roll. So this one is hilarious, because if you have a Helvern that's vaguely like in line of sight of something that kills your character... Your Helvern just lights them up with full rerolls. Um, I like. I think this is hilarious. Real good. I mean, you're just gonna you you got a one wound knight that's about to die. And you're like, I'm just gonna back it right up. Hello, Helvern. You can see me now. Um, this is this is cool. I like this a lot. Yeah, if you like set it up and like the opponent falls for the bait and kills it with something that the Helvern can see, this is brutal. Especially if they're like basically stuck killing you in melee. This is real bad. <laughs> Well, and well, uh, I don't want to say that a um, a Moirax's freaking Helvrens, a Moirax's Armagers, they are, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they are Moirax Armager, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can get lit up by a lightning lock with full. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm like, let's get some sixes up at this, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, all right. We just cracked the game, guys. Everybody, go home. Everybody, crack out at least one lightning lock. I want to see in every army because this is cool. This is really cool. Yeah, bait your uh, opponent into killing you in melee and vision of your lightning lock Moirax and then turn them into <laughs> rust. <laughs> 20 hits, thank you. Um, thank you, yeah. yep, goodbye. Uh, amazing. All right, point blank barrage, one CP. Use a strategy in your shooting phase when an Imperial Knights model from your army is selected to shoot till the end of the phase. That model can make attacks with blast weapons against units within engagement range of it. Each time uh, this model makes an attack with a blast weapon against a unit within engagement range of it, unmodified hit rolls of one, uh, this unit, this model suffers one mortal wound after all its attacks have been resolved. So you hurt yourself, but you get plus one to hit. This is the only way that a Castellan can actually shoot decently into combat because all their weapons are blast, except for the the, the baby melter cannons, melter guns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You are uh, risking the biscuit a little bit here, but yes. Because <laughs> yeah, if you're... I, when you start rolling ones and hitting yourself, it's, it's a little rough. Yeah. Stop, stop hurting yourself. Stop hurting. Yeah, it's a lot of shots as well. You could you could easily do like five models, six models to yourself in one phase. And you're, and you're paying a CP. <laughs> you <know? Yes>. yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if it's different between you dying and not dying, yeah. You probably- yeah, you do what you can. If your Castellan gets wrapped and you can't fall back or you're like stuck against a board edge or something, you can do what you can. Yeah, you just got to. Alrighty. The next one is peak violence. I love this stratagem. It's called chain sweep. Um, you liking peak violence? Just shocked. Shocking. Yeah, this one's great because it's just gamble violence. You don't get rerolls. So use the stratagem in the fight phase when an Imperial Knights model when your army equipped with a Reaper chain sword or a Reaper chain cleaver or a relic that replaces one until the end of the phase. 
that model makes an attack. You can never re-roll that attack's hit roll. But if you use the sweep profile, you make an additional hit roll per each attack. So you can end up with a ludicrous amount of attacks. What? Yeah. So you'd make four hit rolls per attack. Uh, as an example, using some of the free blade like lance stuff, we'll talk about yep. later. You can get up to like thirty-two, I think it is, attacks on one dude. What? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I like it. I like it a lot. That's hilarious. Yeah, the is super fun. Well, uh, the House of Mortan relic with the with the rent four on it. Um, oh yeah, you can just get a, wild with this. Chuck it on a gallant. Thirty attacks. Like Woo! what? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so good. Um, all right. Yes. Um, rotate Iron Shields, 1 slash 2 CP strat. It's the same as it ever was. 1 CP and an armor go for 1 CP, 2 CP on everything else. That is a discount off the Dominus, which used to be 3 CP to rotate. So I actually quite like that. I think it's good. Bit of a nerf for the Questorius, though, right? Because it's 1 for them It now. used to be 1 for them, and now it's 2. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, your Ion Aegis, I'll just do this as well. Um, 2 CP. Use this stratagem in your opponent's command phase. Select one Dominus class model from your army. To the end of that turn, that model has the following ability. has an aura. While a friendly, ho- while a friendly noble household Armager class model is within six of this model, uh, that Armager class model has a four-plus invulnerable save against ranged attacks for two CP. Um, that doesn't give it to itself. So if this was to give it yeah. to itself as well, that would be insane. Happily, it doesn't. Otherwise, it would be too good. Yeah, I think if this wasn't locked, like, I understand why this is locked to Dominus class, but I think if this wasn't locked to Dominus class, if you could use this on a Questorus, you would see this every game. It would be a build around, 100%, dude. Yeah. Yep. Uh, here's my three Helverins next to my Crusader. They've all got a 4 plus invulnerable save all game. One, The first one you try and shoot is going to be transhuman as well. Lulz. Yep, good luck. <laughs> Lulz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, last one's yours. I saved it for you because I thought it was hilariously violent. This one is so violent. So this is Hurled Wreckage. Use a stratagem at the end of the fight phase. Select an Imperial Knights model from your army equipped with one of the Thunderstrike Gauntlet variants. If a vehicle or monster was destroyed within engagement range of the Imperial Knight, during that phase, you can pick an enemy unit within nine and visible to the Knights model that is not that is not currently within engagement range of any friendly units. Roll a d6, subtracting one from the result if it's an enemy character. Uh, with wounds of 9 or less. On a 3 through 5, the enemy suffers D3 mortal wounds. On a 6, the enemy suffers flat 3 mortal wounds. So essentially, you punch a tank to death, and you pick it up, you throw it at some chumps. This stratagem is hilarious, not super good, but it is really funny. So it's almost the same as it was before, pretty much. Um, I wish I had wished and hoped that the mortal wounds had gone up on this, like it was, you know... D6, this and, be and like then maybe three, D3 and then plus D3 three, plus three, and then like maybe you would use it sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly right. You're not going to pay one CP to maybe do D3. You might roll a one or a two and do nothing, or a one and do nothing. Um, you're just not going to do it. I, I will pay one CP at times to guaranteed do D3 mortal wounds. I will never pay one CP for a chance to do D3 mortal wounds. It sucks. That's it. That sucks. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah. I'd hope I'd hope the model wins had gone up because that's it's, it's, it's everybody's model wins has gone up in ninth edition, but this one stayed the same. Yep, exactly. Yeah, this one kind of just hung out. <laughs> uh, and that brings us to the end of the stratagems. There is a lot, and that's going to bring us to an end of what we're going to be reviewing on this week's episode because uh, there is a lot in this book. My God, there are some good strats though. Like holy crap, uh, calculated targeting. Just want to just want to refresh people because this was the first one, and it is easily the best one. And it's on the yeah. Questor Questor Mechanicus side of things, which does disappoint me a little bit. I wish this was 
a universal one that everybody could use because it feels like it's easily the best in the book and uh, it feels bad that only half the houses get to get access to it um and this yeah. is the one where a six to wound on any of your attacks inflicts that amount of mortal wounds um so yeah i mean a stubber rolls a six to wound and it doesn't mortal wound um and yeah it's exceptionally good that can get even crazier with a warlord trait later <laughs> <laughs> okay um any other what other standout um stratagems have you seen mate um so the another big one that i i mean obviously keeping the act on full bracket is just bananas um but my standout my favorite is uh one of i have two favorites it's either thunderstomp or chain sweep i believe it's called yeah chain sweep, chain um, sweep we, is we pick up the extra attacks is really really good because there's a lot of ways to buff base attacks so adding to the buff of the sweep attacks you get this really good double down effect where you're just really getting a ton of extra value out of all those attacks uh it's really so fun on something in melee and you're rolling yep. on a ton of dice which is always fun um i want to point out the swathe of buffs to armaged classes that are in here um Ooh boy uh impetuous glory plus one attack pack tactics um uh attacks plus attacks um where was the other one there was plus one to hit against uh, flying models from Skyfire Protocols, which is still the same as it was. Thin their ranks, up to three of them, six to hit auto wound. Like, it's there's a lot here for Armagers. Like, they want you to take, like, min yep. three Armagers. small knights. <laughs> yes, please do. Um, and you, you want to, because they're your mission players. They're your objective getters. Like, you need them. They are uh, low-key, your tanky boys. Oh, oh. Say so, so. Um yeah. but on that note, we will wrap up this episode, man. So this I'm actually gonna play this book. I'm I've decided uh oh, even, Yeah, I'm gonna play this book. I've got knights. Uh, I was planned to, in, in um in lockdown. I re I remembered I had a fully magnetized crusader that I got in a trade, and I had a little project where I stripped it down because it was it was already painted, and I was gonna I was gonna use it to start a knight army because I just wanted something big and stompy to paint. And then uh, I like Within a couple of weeks, everything opened up again, and I started playing 40k. And you know, back to Dark Angels we go. Uh, but right. yeah, I, I, uh, I really want to do a night army. My house is. Anybody wants to look it up? I'm either going to do House Veroni or House uh, Orlac. House okay. Orlac is purple. Um, house Veroni is green and gold, which is the Australian colours for like our sporting oh. stuff. So, right. uh, but, but, but House House Orlac is the one that um that um allied with uh dark angels the most and so that was the kind of thinking there w you, let me know which one you think i should do guys in the chat chuck up your comments am i doing verani am i doing orlac um also go and look up their wikis because they both got cool backstories um and yeah thank you very much mr anthony v or should i call you tony v um either way uh <laughs> um, yeah what do you anything you want to plug on the way out mate we're about to go over to part two as well uh, no, not too much. I, I mean, I got it really pretty for the most part out in part one. Uh, again, if you guys are looking for coaching, definitely hit me up. I love talking about Knights, Chaos, or Imperial. Um, there's a bunch of different armies that I can do coaching for. And if you're looking to learn how to play the game aggressively, I know it can be hard to find a coach for that. I definitely struggled for it when I was starting. So just hit me up and we'll get you squared away and get you into your enemy's deployment zone and not hanging out in yours.
Love it, mate. Um, and Orlando, we'll wrap it up. We'll go over and record part two. We're mostly just going to be answering questions. It might be a little bit of a shorter one, um, this one, because we're just going to be answering questions. We're going to be going straight up and down about possibly where your best archetype for knights, either on the Imperial side or on the Mechanica side of things, is going to be. And yeah, if you want to get involved with that, please go over to theartofwar40k.com or over to Patreon and search Art of War Down Under. Love to see you there. Thank you so much for everybody sending questions and cast their votes on what we should be reviewing. And look forward to me and Anthony for the next three weeks after this one as well, where it's just going to be nights, 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 and then we're going to go into the the supplemental campaign book that came out as well. So, dude, that's all ahead of us, mate. You pumped? I'm so excited for the next month. When you asked, I was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Dude, I I, stupid me thought we were going to punch this thing out in one episode. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't got time for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, love you all so much. Love you too, Anthony. And we'll see you on the other side, guys. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow. Tomorrow.